Perfect. So. Yeah, get that big gulp in. Yeah, just swallow it down before we start. That H2O. All right, so. Episode two. Dose. Nerds of the Creative Podcast. Duh. So, last episode, we talked about what, um, how we got to where we are today in our creative journeys and our jobs, whatever, how we found ourselves here today. Mm. Uh, in a way, our, our kind of come up. So, something that we're going to be doing today is we're going to kind of break through from each other's perspectives what that come up looks like. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So, I'm going to talk about kind of how I saw yours. You're going to talk about how you saw mine. It's going to be a, a nice little, a nice little, I don't know what you'd call it. But perspective. Perspective, yeah. You know, you're jumping into each other's shoes, exactly. walking a mile. Um, and so, you know, last episode we kind of covered that, um, we kind of covered what it looked like to see. So, you know, today we're talking about it from, like, each other's perspective. Like, what that looked like. Um, so, yeah. Each other's perspectives, what that looked like. So, what was... We'll just take it back back to the beginning. What was the the first perspective, first impression, like, your perspective, when you first heard of me? What that was, and then how that has gone through to where we got today. And then, you know, I'll take my turn at doing that with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you go ahead and... Uh, Take the reins there. Well, you were born on a cold April night, or whenever your birthday was. March. <laughs> Whatever. I was close. Um, that's a good question, because it's kind of hard for me to trace back. I don't remember when we first met, but like my first memory of meeting you is you coming up to me and talking to me about the the stupid lightsaber video I had just made. <laughs> like that's my first actual memory of you. Yes. And then you were like, hey, I do this too. And I was like, that's cool, child. Cause there's five years of difference between us? Four? What four year, and a half? What year were you born? Ninety seven. Five, yeah. Two thousand two. But you're like early two thousand two. So yeah. like like four and a half. We'll say four and a half. Okay, that's actually wow. I thought you were like way older than that. No, <laughs> dude. I thought you were like retirement home age. I'm not as far behind <laughs> as you expected. Um, yeah. So he was just like, okay, child, that's that's cool. And then you know, uh, as as we mentioned last time, we were sort of pushed together. Yeah. By. Our, our youth pastor at the time. So it's... My perspective on you is is probably uh, uh, lacking in detail because, you know, you were... You, you said, and I quote, an actual quote from Dalton Lewis, okay, is, I, I, I think that Windows Movie Maker is better than... Then Premiere, it's just a better editing software. That's how he sounded as a young child. So I, it was not like a 
taking this seriously, which was not to say I thought you would never become better or, or by any means, but there wasn't like a, uh, like, you know, I'm going to get this kid to second shoot at this wedding I'm doing. It was like you were like in the the beginnings yeah. of the <laughs> the creative world, and then I left for a while. Yeah, I went to Pine Mountain and then Athens, and then I just went here and there and everywhere. And then I came back, and you were just like way way freaking better, and you were doing a bunch of stuff that I was like I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> so my perspective is difficult because. I, there was this big gap that I clearly missed. It's it's like when you go to the family gathering and you have the cousin who like can't speak English and they're like still making baby noises and you come back a couple of years later and then they're like speaking fluent English and like roasting. Yeah, and they're like, they're got like, any games on your phone? Yeah, and you're like, what the freak? Yeah. Where did you, where did this come from? No, that's exactly how I felt. Um, so then coming back though, like, I, I think... When I came back to Douglasville, that's roughly when you started getting into concert photography and stuff mm, like that, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So then it just became this really impressive climb of, like, you doing, like, progressively bigger and bigger mm. shoots and, and things like that. So... And I'd, I'd love to dive into the story of how you were present for the time that that happened. Yeah, so, you know, we'll have to dive into the, the move conference thing a little bit, but I think just to go back and cover, kind of get my perspective to cover from what you've talked about so far, I joined the youth group, and there's this, like, coming in as, like, a fifth grader, there were these, like, just the, the elites of the youth group. There are these guys that you're like, dude, if this dude talks to me, I'm cool. And, like, at the time, that list was, like, like, uh, like you were up there. It was, like, Worth McFall. I didn't belong up there, though. You, you were, simply for, for the age, your age. You were a high schooler. I was a fifth grader. I get so like, you're, I mean, that makes sense. So it's, it's just like, funny from your perspective, because as far as I'm concerned, I was, like, I wasn't, like, a lead like, at all. Like, you, Worth McFall, Ethan, like... All of those, like uh, like Dylan, that whole crew, Dylan. those be like, if they spoke to you, you were like, oh, yeah, talk to me nice. Like, you know, they were just talking to me. Like, right. At that point, that's what it was. Um, and so but I- The funny thing is you came up to me, like I didn't even like I, talk to you. You were like, I'm going after the elite position. I specifically have a memory- of my first real interaction with you. Because the from a distance, there were a lot of them that I was like, these dudes are cool, whatever. But most of them were all into sports. So I like, it's like, eh, I would care more if I was into sports. But mm. whatever. Right. You were the one that was like off to the side because you were this like yeah. nerdy cool. Because you were like, were always wearing like Batman I had stuff. no friends. <laughs> you always had like Batman stuff going on. And I was like... Dude's different and cool, and he's cool because he's different. And so I was like, I remember the, the first back-to-school retreat that we did. Mm. I specifically didn't interact with any of the other high schools, and we did the shaving cream battle. Yeah. And I ran up behind you. I dumped a mountain of shaving cream on your head, and I laughed. And you just kind of turned around like, who the frick is this kid? <laughs> I think I, I couldn't even see well, though. I was like, who just did this to that me? That was like my first memory interaction with you. And I was like, oh, shoot. He thought it was funny because you like laughed at it. I was mm. like, he's either going to be mad or it's going to be funny. I was, like, I was like, he thought it was funny. Let's go. 
Um, and then like year or two after that was when the whole stuff of the film festival and right. we really got introduced. And in that, in the meantime, there was a you kind of you kind of popped off in in the youth group in the friend circle because at the time there was what no, are you talking about? There, this was pre social media for me mm. and most people my age. I was about for, for you, yeah. So there was this thing way back in the day. This is gonna just unlock a, a memory chain. Google Plus. Do you remember Google Plus? Yes. It was like and it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> It was like Facebook, but just only for Google-related things. It's literally just yeah. Facebook for your YouTube channel. No, I remember. Much. I remember. And that was the only social media I was allowed to have because it was the only platform that my parents couldn't block with their like parental control software. It was the only one they couldn't get rid of. So mm. I just... So you weren't allowed to have it. I just, you found a way to have it. I just had it. Okay. And they're like, well, we can't do anything about this, so mm. I guess you have it now. Mm. Um. And I remember I followed you and a bunch of the other guys on, and everyone was using real social media, so no one else. I was using real social media. <laughs> no one else touched that, even looked at their accounts ever. But you like immediately followed me back, and I was like, oh, shoot. I'm cool. It's because you were the only person to follow me. <laughs> Probably. Um, but I remember, and so it shows on there whenever you post, it shows your YouTube videos on there. Mm. So I didn't know you had a YouTube channel. And I went to it. I found this, like, you had just dropped this, like, lightsaber video. Which is terrible. And I remember seeing on uh, my mom's Facebook at the time, somebody that she was friends with shared it on Facebook. And so in the same, like, day, I saw it on two different platforms. Uh. And my mom was like, dude, you should, this is this guy from church. You should check this out. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> this is crazy. And it was, like, the OG, like, terrible way of masking lightsabers. Can I tell you something else about that video, though, that drives me crazy? Yes. It still exists, so if anyone wants to go watch it, don't. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it'll be on screen during the Good. podcast. Good. Excellent. <laughs> um... Is I that was probably like the first thing I ever did in After Effects, and I didn't understand like that footage would scale in in After Effects. Yeah. You know, like I didn't set the the frame size to like the actual footage size. So, like in the video, if my like lightsaber gets too high up, like the effect just clips, and then it's just like a normal like toy above it. Yep. And that drives me insane. Yep. If I had just scaled it out, it wouldn't have happened. Anyway, and so that drives me crazy. I, I remember seeing that video as like a sixth, seventh grader. Mm -hmm. I was like, this guy is the coolest guy in the entire youth group. Like he does this, like he's really like that. And like my brain was just like, this guy's just miles past me because he, he can do this. Not realizing that it was just like a simple effect that I could learn. It in was like pretty 20 easy. Minutes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> um, you couldn't execute it in 20 minutes because it would take forever. Back back in the day before, you know, the video copilot effect existed. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, that was like the 1970s way of doing lightsabers. Yeah. Like, that's how they did it in the original movie by shout out, uh, yeah. Shout out Andrew Kramer for changing the game. Respect. Guys, Andrew Kramer with a video co-pilot here. Um, <laughs> but no, and so I immediately, I was like, bro, this guy's like the coolest dude in the whole youth group. Sick. And so I, uh, and you also, another way, I'm not sure if you're aware, influenced me. I would always see you every week in, in the tech booth. And mm, I was like, yeah. this guy, he gets to do the tech booth at the church. 
and he does it, bro. If I could be like this dude, that'd be crazy. Mm. Um, which is wild. You, you poor sucker. <laughs> that's the that's the clip that's going on social media. Cool. It's, it's, it's just it's gonna be a reel of me just being a. If I could be like this guy, you sucker. <laughs> you phone for my trap. Um, but I was like, dude, this guy's like cool. I want to start doing stuff like this, and so. Because you were one of the only people, like, obviously, I saw people on the internet doing this stuff. But they're disconnected people on the internet. And you're like, oh, they, I can never do that. But yeah. the fact that I saw someone in my life that was, like, doing that, mm. even if it was to a very small extent. Right. I was like, dude, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that was really awesome. This was still during the whole, like, Minecraft YouTube era for me. Um, I'm a cool dude, 558. <laughs> I've never forgotten. I've never forgotten. No, that we'll do a whole episode of this where we just react to our old videos. Well, I just want an episode where you talk about like all of the fifty intros that you made for like you constantly change them. <laughs> with the with the Toby Mac intro song, the Toby Mac dubstep remix or whatever. It Classic. Was. Um but yeah, no. Shout out to Toby McKeith. McKeon. McKeon, whatever. Do you know? This is a real big tangent, so if this gets cut out, then sorry, Eli. But my neighbor across the street, we used to hang out with him all the time when we were kids, and then mm. that just stopped. Um, but the dad of that family, who still lives there right now, um, like me and my brother were listening to Toby Mac one day, and he was like, Toby Mac, like, what's, what's his last name again? I forget. McKeon. Yeah, he was like, is that like Toby McKeon? We were like, yeah. And he was like, we were like best friends when i was in like middle school whatever and we were like you know toby mac so oh, they you know I, I, we were like we, would he remember you and he we were like he said yeah no i think so so anyway we might have a toby mac connection if that ever comes in handy <laughs> no i just need the next show that i do with anybody from like goatee i need to be like just find out if he knows charlie's neighbor who, who? but yeah no so I just thought it was crazy that you you did that stuff. It was wild and so crazy. So when that whole film festival thing happened, and uh, mm -hmm. what what the thing that really did it, and you know, feel free to share your side of the story here. But uh, our our youth pastor was like, "Yo, you should you should go have lunch with this this Charlie guy, and y'all should talk about video stuff." Because I want y'all to work on this video together. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you also just kind of figure out where you're at, like where he's at, where you're at, and just figure out what the best way to do this would be. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we went to lunch. I don't we, even remember what we actually talked about. You. <laughs> That's probably the first time I ever told you to watch Batman. It was. So yeah. I actually, the my favorite memory of that was after church. I was so excited. I told my mom, I was like, yeah, this dude, like, He's he like he's gonna like take me out to lunch like one of the cool ones, the lightsaber video guy. He's gonna like take me to lunch, talk about film stuff, and mm -hmm. she's like, oh, okay, this could be cool, you know. And um, I think she like knew your mom or something. She's like, oh, oh, you know, you know Bonnie's son. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, shout I guess. out to shout out to my mom. <laughs> um, and so we like, I specifically remember going to the upper parking lot after church, 
And you just like whipped around the corner in this like 1997 yes. like Honda Civic. That's exactly a Accord. A Honda Accord. All right, and then, but yeah, that was literally my grandmother's car. And in the most like, the most like iconic fashion, swung the door open to a floor of McDonald's. It wasn't bags McDonald's. And cups. It was not McDonald's. What was it? It was probably. Wendy's or Chick-fil-A or just, anything. A floor and seat full of fast food <laughs> cups and bags. It was a definite. And just trash. And you just, it was just this like, oh yeah, just move those out of the way and you know you can sit there or whatever. And so we were sitting there like tossing things in the back seat. That's what you did in high school though. Yeah. You know what in high school has a clean car. Yeah. I mean, I did. At least I, back, I, well, I back in my day. I hated that. No one in high school had a clean car. Yeah. Uh, and so I sat down and we drove to, to Five Guys Burgers and Fries. And yes, shout out. That's when you realized. Sponsor us. That's when you realized that I really didn't watch movies like that because you would always ask me about mm. these movies. You'd be like, well, what about? Have you seen this shot in this? I'm right. like, I have not seen this movie. Right. And it blew your mind the fact of the movies that I had seen and then hadn't seen because mm. rabbit hole, weird rabbit hole here is growing up we. Um, my my family had like really strong convictions about like swearing in movies and TV and stuff like that. So if there was swearing in it, and, like even like wasn't allowed to watch SpongeBob, wasn't allowed like very strict on the entertainment. And you know I was homeschooled. I was every about to ho- say, every homeschool you were family homeschool <laughs> every homeschool family was like that. And so we had like, I didn't want to be the the dork that had never seen anything. And so they came out with this invention. Around the same time. I, I do remember us talking about this. It's called the clear play. And a clear play, you put the DVD in and it goes online and finds a filter and it like cuts out all the swear words from the movie. And you can like adjust the settings. I specifically remember you could adjust the swearing, you can just like the, if there's like sex scenes, it cuts that out. And you know, like yeah, you could actually say that if a girl has shorts, you know, more than two inches above the knee. Yeah, you know, just cut Gone. it. You know. Gone. Gone. And I remember their category names were absolutely hilarious. They had a category for parental disrespect. Which <laughs> <laughs> they had a category. Okay, so you know in uh, in Home Alone, you know the scene. You can't in- watch Star Wars because Luke Skywalker does not respect his father. Okay. So. <laughs> You know that scene in Home Alone where Kevin, the original Home Alone, Kevin stands on the stairs and he's yelling at his mom. He's like, no, because you're just just a stupid idiot. Like, he's whatever. like, I don't want to be part of this family. Like, yeah, I don't want to be part of this family. You yeah. watch that with him, And he's just like, yeah, I don't want to be. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to go upstairs and sit by myself. You... <laughs> so that makes it and sound way worse than it actually I is. I know. Though. That's why it's so funny. So I went back and watched Home Alone a few years ago. Just no filter at all. Because in the entire movie, there's like two swear words in the right. whole movie. Yeah. And so I went back and watched it without a filter. I was like, it cuts something out like every 30 seconds. What? And most of it, it's just him like calling his parents dumb. And I was like, there's a category Jeez. for calling your parents, like parental disrespect was hilarious. So it was that and, jarring though? Like it would mute it? It like, would just mute it. Okay. I, I always meant to ask you, like, did it just cut around it? Like, No, it would it, just mute it. Was there an attempt to make, like, a seamless edit? Probably not. No, no, no. And if there was, like, no. no. 
it, it, swear words would typically just mute it. Now, if it was one where a dude just looks dead at the camera and drops an F-bomb, they would cut that because you can read the lips really easily. What about like blood and like violence and stuff? Would you could that... adjust those settings accordingly. So if you... Right, but like would it cut around it or would the it whole, would just, yeah, the whole would screen just, just turns into a censored bar? No, they just like desat. No. Um, you, they would just skip that one part. And so the way we had our setting, we never really had the violence setting super high because it's not like I watched Indiana Jones and was like, ah, yes, time to go stab people. It's time to go eat some hearts at Temple of Doom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was really just the swearing. Swearing and the sex scenes that were a big thing. But I remember they had a section for... <laughs> so dumb. They had a section for nudity, sex... And mushiness. Mushiness? <laughs> they had a mushiness category that essentially just cut out kissing. Like, there was like, there's like one setting that would just cut out like making out. Then there's one you can put it on that just cut out like just kissing in general. So there were like the mushiness you could like, the lowest tier you could cut out like, you know, like cuddling. Like if they were like cuddling in bed and they weren't married, it would just cut that out of the whole movie. But if they were married... I guess it's fair game. Yeah. I don't know. Right, but like, enough. I just thought, we just thought it was the funniest thing. There was a mushiness section. But anyway, and so through that, I was able to watch a bunch of wild movies that somebody at my age probably shouldn't have watched. Like one of my favorite movies of all time is uh, Psycho, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and The Fugitive, which are all like, from a content perspective, incredibly terrible movies. Right. Uh, especially when you're like 11 or 12. Yeah. And so you're like losing your mind because I haven't seen like basic things, just like basic movies. Like I remember one specifically was Forrest Gump. I hadn't seen that movie. And for some reason, I think that just blew your mind. Yeah. You're, you're just like, how have you not seen that no, movie? No, it's an American classic. And I was like, I haven't seen that movie, no. And then I was like, but Psycho. And you're like, why have you watched that? <laughs> but not... Forrest Gump, because that's, like, way worse. And you just could not yeah. wrap your mind around that, that entire lunch, which is so funny to me. Which, I don't remember if Psycho has a lot of language. But it like, doesn't. It's just, like, blood and gore and right. stuff. Right. It's, like, it's not even blood and gore. There's, like, one Chocolate scene of syrup. blood. Chocolate syrup. <laughs> with, and it's, yeah. Um, But, yeah, and so I specifically remember that lunch, and I, like... You already had a DSLR at this point, but I remember I was like, I'm going to impress this guy. And I reached my backpack. I pulled out the little handy cam that did like I probably didn't 1080p. have a DSLR at that point, though. Like, I was borrowing no, you from were, CCI. You, you were at CCI, and you yeah. had the cool stuff. So I right. was like, I'd pull it out. I was like, check this out. And you were like, basically like, oh, yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, I guess it, it works. But like, you should get it. I was it. probably like, nice. And in my brain, I was like. You poor thing. And then you're like, bro, you should get a DSLR. I'm like, why would I get a picture camera? Come on. Um, but I just remember that lunch being very, very pivotal in a conversation. Because that was like the first real creative conversation I had had. Mm. And it was really good. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's go do this this retreat thing. Um, so feel free to share your your site there if there's anything from that that I didn't really cover. No, I think that, that, that probably just about covers it. That was, yeah. To me, that was less of a, like, went into that less of a creative thing and more of like a, you know, let me be a good, good influence. Yeah. Just in general. So, like, in hindsight, that's what it became. But, like, that wasn't even initially my intention with it. So, it, yeah. it turned out. It turned out well. Incredibly influential career conversation for me that you probably at the time didn't think much of. Right. No, for sure. So... 
next up is, uh, you know, we go into the back to school retreat here. We start filming this video and um, I really, we're just shooting videos, nothing crazy. I, I'm getting clips. You got clips on the GoPro. Um, and really the, just the fateful night with David in that, that downstairs room of the camp. Shout out David Illich. And I'm over there with my, my laptop trying to edit on Movie Maker and y'all are just like, Eh. It's not gonna work, homie. Yeah, I was like, um, and I was just like, yeah, I'll edit some over here and get it to you. Guys. And they're like, eh, if it looks good, we'll use it. <laughs> it. It didn't. It didn't make the cut. Mm, um, sad. And so I remember just being mesmerized by watching David edit in Premiere, and it was still like CS6 at the time. It was like t it might have even been like CS5.5, like. Mm. This is pre-CC by a long shot. Yeah. Um, and I remember, like, he, like, was just so fast with the hotkeys. He would just, like, do stuff, and I'd be like, dude, how did he do that? And it, like, blew my mind. And I, like, the whole movie maker is the best thing was hands down defense mechanism. So I didn't look it was, like It was broken loser. that night. <laughs> like, I was just like, ah, no, this is the best. It gets, yeah. Just seeing David over here being like... And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is insane. <laughs> Edits like a whole recap in like 40 minutes. And mm. I was like, oh my goodness, this is wild. Um, and so that was really influential. And that was the night that I like, I did stop and say that I thought Movie Maker was a better editing software than Premiere was. Because at the time, for me, it was. Because I couldn't understand Premiere yet. And I Classic. tried. Uh, but that was the night that I did say one of the dumbest things I've ever said, mm -hmm. which is saying a lot. <laughs> Classic core memory. Um, but yeah, no. So from there, where, where does where do our our careers? What where do we really go from there? Because I mean, not long after that, I would say, you know, that's when you we didn't really work on anything before you graduated, did we? Because obviously no. there, there were the Christmas specials, but I don't think any of those happened before you graduated, right? No, some of them did, just nothing you were involved with. Yeah. But yeah, I was graduated by the time you came on. So so yeah, you started doing more of these little YouTube adventures where you were doing these, just basically testing effects out and doing things like that. I just do whatever like I that. wanted to do. You know, just putting stuff out there. I never, like I tried very hard to tell people, like I never was trying to like be a YouTuber. Yeah. It's it was just, just like, I'm just making stuff. stuff and this is the easiest way to share the stuff I made. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember you starting the whole, this this whole like Christmas special thing that you did every year that I thought yep. was really cool. Yeah. I was like, oh dude, this is like a whole production like every year. Classic. Um, and then you kind of went off to school for a while and I specifically remember a funny conversation that we had right before you moved to college. And I was like, you're like the first kind of college, <laughs> sort of college. I moved the first year that you were like about to move. And I was like, first one of my friends to really move away like that. Uh, and I was like, yo, uh, and I was real big. I was right around the time I had decided I wasn't going to college. And I was in the middle of getting a crap ton of backlash from my family. Um, nice. Not my parents. My parents were the only two people that were supportive from the get-go of me not going to college. But Shout out to Allison and Michael. Extended family. A lot of my extended family was not super supportive of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and understandably, because when you have an eighth grader that says, I'm not going to college, I get it. I'd be skeptical, too. Like, Yeah, but like, like if you were... Uh, 
and I don't skeptical in terms of like I don't know a lot can change in four years. I I, I don't think well, it's fair to be skeptical to say you're an idiot for thinking that as an eighth grader. That's, oh, well, also the, you're young. That's where you're at right now. You might not be there later, but if you are, that's okay. I also one of the driving factors for that was I mostly just hated school and i was like i'm not going to college i don't know how you hated school at that point because you never did any i did at that point all right your education stopped when you were 12 no i said it on the last one i will say it on this one i'll probably say it on the next one education never stops (laughs) your formal education my formal education stopped when i was like 17 (laughs) it's true that seems a bit generous to me but whatever no no. Anyway, <laughs> um, and so I we have a surprise guest. It's Allison Lewis on the podcast. Everybody, telling us about we'll, educating Dalton. We'll get my mom on here at some point. Will we? Is yes, that gonna happen? That's gonna happen. Oh my! Gosh. We're gonna get my mom on an episode, and we're gonna get your mom on an episode. My mom would never be on an episode. I will pay her. She still won't do it. You're gonna have to pay her a pretty solid amount. I will try. You will fail, but okay. <laughs> Um, but we'll get we'll get Nikki. That'll be love like you, the, mom. We'll get Nikki then. Yeah, more likely. <laughs> um, but not uh, very likely, but more likely. Yeah, we could get Sam. I'd Sam would agree. That to is this. most likely. Yeah, Sam would be the most yeah, likely. He would one. he would come talk and hang out. Uh, but anyway, so I um, a lot of it was I'm not going to college because I don't want to go to school anymore. Mm. And everyone was like, mm, okay. And I was like, but I can do this stuff and I have to go to the college. And they're like, no, you have to go to college to do that stuff. And I'm like, challenge accepted. <laughs> um, and so in that time was in my like hardest revolt of like, no, college is a bad idea, whatever. And so I remember sitting down with you like right before you left and you were like, I tried to convince you. I was like, you don't need to go to college for this stuff. I wasn't going to college though. Well, no, you were planning to in the long run. No, I had no idea what I was going to do. Then maybe this was after maybe. that. I, we had a conversation right before you started your film program. Yeah. And I was like, you don't have to do this. I was like, don't. Just, no. <laughs> just just don't do it. And then we were like, uh, you specifically were like, you know what? No. I'll do this. And then you don't do this. And we'll meet up after this and then see what happens. That did not happen. We had yeah, I, I revisionist bullcrap. I remember where the I conversation happened. I was not confident enough to challenge you. No, it it wasn't like a challenge challenge. Okay, well it, maybe it did happen. It was a like I retract my revisionist I, statement. I remember because we were sitting in the children's area. Sitting in Central Park. Okay, see, now the, I am convinced it might have happened. Cause on I, the edge cause, of the stage. Because when you were talking about that stuff, I had a vague image of the children's area. Yes. And I was like, I don't know why that just popped into my brain. So we were sitting on the edge of the stage, but and I, I was like, why. I was like, you know, like you don't have to do this. And you're like, yeah, well, I'm going gonna, gonna to try it anyway, you know? And I was like, okay, well, we'll, we'll you know, link back up after this. And That's, we'll work on That seems stuff. like that might have happened. Yeah. <laughs> but my brain took it as, this dude's going to film school. I gotta show them that I don't need film school, even though you like, didn't even did, really. Even though you didn't care, like at all. Can I just interject though? I just want to say, if I can just give a, a piece of advice to the boys and girls at home, it's that, and, and it's not even specific to creative endeavors. It is just if in your life you're at a point where you're not quite sure what you want your exact next step or path to look like, 
you don't have to just dive into something for the sake of diving into something. Like, it's okay to just take a step back, you know, just make a little money on whatever job or, like, just whatever job you can get. It's okay to just take a step back and be like, I don't know, so I'm not going to make a decision. Because sometimes you just jump head first and then you're like, this was the wrong decision, you know? So anyway, yeah. For advice sure. to the boys. So you did these Christmas special things. I remember being involved in a few of them yeah. in the later years. Two of them. And we like would start working on them and start doing like some creative stuff. Because from the get-go, creative filmmaking in a sense of like short films was not my thing. That was the first yeah. thing I tried. That was my thing. But as soon as I got into the business side and I'm like, oh, I can do stuff for people's websites and social yeah. media, I was like, oh, done deal. This is what I like way more. Because my attention span, my attention span couldn't just put a whole year into writing funding and doing a whole project. I liked... Put <laughs> what my, funding? Put attention down, get the reward as soon as it's done. Mm. You know, that was my thing. And to this day, it still is. I don't want to do a feature film. Right. Um, I do. That's why we're partners, because we, we compliment. Yeah, you do all the stuff that I don't want to do, basically. I like them. Um, but yeah, so I remember being involved in those over time. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, not too long after that was when we kind of... We we worked together in a couple church things, and then that's when we kind of got together and formed mm. the whole company thing. Mm-hmm. Um, now we'll dive into the um, <laughs> the music industry bit. Yes, good. Finally. So okay. Well, here's a question for you first. Like, what was your first? Was Move Conference your first? So yeah. So it was that night. That was your first. Like it was a year before you were there. Okay. So okay. So to preface this, I. I downloaded Instagram. My parents finally let me get Instagram. I was like, yeah, let's go. I'm a cool kid now. And none of my... And that was really when the first, the whole Dalton the Nerd became. Like, that's where that name came from. I was like, I'm going to put this on my Instagram because it's cool. Nice. Whatever. I had the whole company name. I was like, I'll just, you know, flip it and roll with it. Mm. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. And so I got Instagram. And at the time, it was in the phase of... Everybody is like iPhone cameras. They're posting stuff all the time. Yeah. And I remember the driving factor uh, for me getting Instagram was 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 Cameron Wilkins. Shout out Cameron Wilkins. He's oh, a very man. crucial part of this next story. Well, Cameron Wilkins is a pretty crucial part of both of our yeah our, our whole lives. So um, we'll talk about it more at some point. And so. My dad let me create an Instagram account like two or three years prior. I convinced him to let me make an account mm. so that I could claim my username so that mm. no one would steal it for when I was allowed to have social media. Mm. And so he let me claim it, but he just wouldn't let me use the account. And so did your mom know your dad did that? Yeah. Okay. It was I'm as long as long as he's not allowed to use it. Okay. No. And so over the years, I would like... I'd start to build up my following. I'd like log in on the web version and start following people I knew just to have them on there. And I had a dead account for like two years. Mm. And right as they were like on the fence, should we let them have it? Should we not? Uh, Cameron did this thing with a youth group and it was the, the September photo challenge. Mm. And it was like every day you had to post a photo of like this like photo scavenger hunt almost. It's like on this day you post a flower, this day you post a car. That's um, cool. And everyone else is doing it with their iPhones. And I was like, all right, time to roll them all up and smoke them. 
Uh, I was like, time to just ruin the competition because I have no photography experience. In fact, I only have a video video experience. And even though I have this DSLR, I would get mad if people said something about a picture. Like, oh, you're taking some nice pictures. I'd be, it's a video. I still get mad. I like, still get mad when they do I, that. I, I used to be like that. I'm like, I'm not a photographer. I'm a director. And so I, I used to do that a lot. And so finally I was like, you know what? I got this camera. All I got to do is switch the mode to photo and I can start just ruining everyone. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to be smoking everybody. So if there's a picture of a flower, they're all posting pictures with their iPhones. And I'm like, detail shot, foreground, editing it in Lightroom, like stock image looking stuff. And I, it, my whole photography, anything photography, came from a desire to just flex on everyone else in the youth group. And just to prove that I was cooler than iPhone pictures. Because, another story for another episode, but I used to be a hard uh, fighter of the fact that I said that Android was better than Apple. I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I would get in debates over that stuff. And it it was about the cameras and stuff, which honestly... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> up until... Up until the... Um, Honestly, up until like the iPhone 11 dropped, mm. Android did have better cameras on the actual spec side. For any audio listeners, Dalton is shaking right now with passion. <laughs> Android did have better cameras. At the time, they did. When the 11 came out, Apple just knocked them out of the water and they haven't come back from it. Um, but... It, Android always used to be, specifically the Samsung phones, because, I mean, Samsung was a camera company. They used to, like, be just a step above. And it wasn't a step enough above to really matter, but I would, like, fight people about it. But instead, I would just get clowned because I was the green message guy. And, like, honestly, if it didn't work better for my workflow, I would still be a green message guy. Because, like, it's just the fact that you can't run a social media managing business when... You, you don't even have a, a phone that can post without it being pixelated because of mm. the compression rates and stuff. And really, the day that got me the most was when I was sitting in the studio with, uh, I was sitting in the studio with Andy Minio and Holvey. And Holvey was like, I was like, yo, can you send me that? He's like, yeah, let me airdrop it to you. And I'm sitting there with my Samsung and I'm like, well, can you email it to me? <laughs> and that's when I was like, no, this has to change. Can't do it anymore. I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> um, that was the turning point when I realized, okay, it's more about the workflow than it is the overall thing. Mm -hmm. But um, Anywho. But yeah, no, so what started was, was Cameron. He did this, and I started getting into photography. I'm like, okay, cool, I'm going to shoot some photos. And I started to go to these concerts because I was really getting into Christian rap at the time. And I would see all these dudes in the photo pit. And there's a... A key person to this story that I didn't know who he was at the time. I went to, in, I think it's like 2016, went to the Friends and Family Tour with Andy Mineo, Words Played, and King's Kaleidoscope. Mm -hmm. And I see this dude down in the photo pit. He looks about my age. And he's sitting there with his camera, same camera I had at the time. It was like a T6i or something like that. Mm -hmm. He's just snapping away, going crazy. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. Brian Fandry. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah. Oh okay. And I met him a like fellow way after. dad joker. <laughs> um, and oh my gosh, we have to get the entire dad jokes. Like a dad on jokes the, episode on here at once. Incredible. 
Anyway, yes, we'll, ha- we'll have to we'll have to rent out like a podcast studio for that episode. Yes, write that down. <laughs> um, but anyway, no, we have to do it in the most dad environment ever. It has to be a cookout. <laughs> we are throwing some budget behind that. Woo! <laughs> um, but anyway, so I saw him. and I was like, "Yo, this dude's doing it." And I went. Eventually, I found his Instagram. I'm like, "This guy was popping off at this show." Mm. Um, I was like, "I can do that." But every time I try to bring my camera to a show, they'd be like non-professional cameras phones only and i'm like i and so i realized i I ended up emailing like 10 different photographers being like okay how do i do this like break it down for me how do i get good how how do i get my camera (laughs) how how do good yeah so i was like i want to get into these shows with my camera but none of them would let me in. And the entire purpose was I just wanted to post cool pictures on my Instagram to flex on everyone in the youth group. I was like, they'll think I'm cool if I do this, and maybe then I'll actually have friends. Did it work? No. <laughs> and, uh, we'll get to that at some other point. But anyway, and so finally I, I emailed and Instagram DM'd like 10 concert photographers that I really looked up to, like the guy who was like shooting for Lecrae. And I, there was this guy named Marcellus that I, I hit up, and I was like, yo – uh, I hit up 10 of them. Marcellus was the only one that responded. Um, Marcellus was the only one that responded. He hit me up and was like, yo, you got to email the managers. Here's how you should style your email, the whole thing. And he's like, but you, you have to have some experience first. They're not just going to let you in for asking. That's the great Zen riddle of millennials and Gen Z. You have to have experience. You have you to have it. experience before you get the job. But how do you get experience without the job? The answer is unpaid work. <laughs> Correct. Um, and so I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And so what I end up doing is we get to coming up to move conference and Lecrae is the one, like the headliner for, for this event. Mm. And I call, like, I call Cameron and he's like, yo, uh, I was like, can you sneak me in with this camera? And he was like, not exactly, but like, he essentially told me how to effectively sneak in with the camera. Um, he was like, yeah, you just kind of got to stay in a neutral position, make sure people aren't, like, chasing you down, whatever. Like, okay, cool. So I sneak it in there, even though there wasn't supposed to be cameras allowed in there. Can I, before we continue, can I give you, like, my build-up to this moment yes. to explain? Because I was there, too. Were you here that year, the Lecrae year? I think so. I think... Are we talking about the same year? This... This wasn't the year you did security. Okay. That was next year. Um, anyway. Well, hurry up. All right. I want to be in the story. <laughs> so, yeah. And so we, uh, you know, I get into the camera. I don't care the entire other sets. It's like, oh, whatever. It's worship bands. Um, and then Lecrae comes on. And I get up there and I start shooting. I'm sitting there like I'm sneaking up to the pit. I'm like snapping pictures on my 18 to 55 because that's the only lens I had at the time. Right. Um, terrible low light. I mean, it's a Canon. Probably like F4.5. 5.6. Five. 5.6, yeesh. Yeah. Um, and so I'm snapping. It's I'm just shooting some pictures, whatever. I, uh, and then of course, so, so there's this, there's a security guy. We're going to call him Philip. Philip. Yeah. We'll give him, we'll give him a, uh, no, Phillip. I don't like that. Call him Hank. He's a Hank. <laughs> Security guy, uh, for the sake of the story, we'll call him Sean. Uh, Sean, the security guy. Um, and so he, uh, 
I go up there and I start like snapping pictures and he like sees me up there and he's like, yo, uh, and like, I'm pushing the limits. I'm like up in the, the almost on stage and he's kind of like, all right, you gotta go sit down. I was like, okay. And I went and sat down and, uh, like I texted Cameron. I was like, he sent me back to my seat. What do I do? He's like, just wait a few minutes and then just try and avoid him. I was just like, okay, cool. Uh, cause this is before he had his job there. Mm, and so right. I, I, he was just a secure, I think, I think he was a security guard that event too. Like he wasn't doing anything crazy at that event. And so I slide down mm. there yeah, and I, right. I keep trying to dodge, dodge Sean this entire time. And I sit there and I'm snapping pictures, whatever. And then eventually I like filled up a memory card and then I just went and sat back down. I was like, I got it. I'm good. <laughs> uh, I went back to the room. I stayed up till like three in the morning editing these pictures, tossed them out online. And then I, uh, Pulled what I consider to be the biggest finesse of my career. Next time a Reach Records show came to town, I emailed them and I said, yo, here's some pictures I shot for Lecrae. Uh, let me come do this show. And they're like, I bet. You've done this before. Yeah. And so that way, and then through that, I networked my way up the the music industry. And after that, I ended up shooting a show for uh, like Tarn Wells and Danny Gokey. And I just honestly with those, just kind of got lucky the fact that my third show was a Tarn Wells and Danny Gokey show. Because when, you, when you've when you shot for that tier of artists, there's like, there's no one that's going to say no to you when you have that on your portfolio. Like, Tarn Wells, Danny mm-hmm. Gokey, and Lecrae. If you show them that, that's just, in that world, it's like, a, oh, yeah, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just did that for years, kind of just shooting for, for Instagram credits and stuff and built my name in the industry. And then eventually you started doing music videos there. But... We go back to the Move Conference the second year, and it's uh, it's like 10th Avenue North, and uh, David Crowder was one of the the headliners, I believe. No, that was that was no, the you're right, that, that was, was the year after. Year. Yeah, um, but no, it was 10th Avenue North. Who's the other band? It was 10th Avenue North. <laughs> oh God! Wh- Doesn't matter. Moving on. What? I just thought about the other thing that happened. <laughs> that was funny. Eli needs to hear about that later. That's not, that's not a podcast story, though. Okay. Oh, gosh, I forgot that that happened. So but, I'm at the second Move Conference. Yeah. It's because a- I'm interviewing to be part of <laughs> the video guy on their summer stuff, and basically if I get the summer stuff job i'm going to be doing it for everything and that's now why i i do all of the the youth-based needs for the georgia baptist mission board because mm. um, spoiler alert i got accepted um <laughs> so i was working security for that so that primarily i could interview all right and we have headsets and everything so i'm just in the very very back of this auditorium you cannot get further back than i was and I did nothing. I sat in a chair, and occasionally someone would ask where the bathroom was. And I, I told him where to go to the bathroom. And then I kept hearing on the radio, like, make sure the, photographer, the kids don't get too close to the stage. And I just kept hearing that periodically. And then finally, what, what broke me was I heard, can somebody get that skinny white kid away from the stage? And then I, I, I literally said out loud, that's my skinny white kid! <laughs> know him <laughs> that was i i loved that so much that was incredible classic um, but yeah so through that you know 
couple years down the road, you joined the, the, the team, and then we, through networking at that, from that one night, networking my way through there, we, uh, we shoot music videos now, and all that stuff, it's kind of wild, um, but yeah, no, I think it's, it's kind of crazy that all from a youth event was how we do music industry stuff now. What a, what an origin story. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you, you have any, you have any closing notes of where, where it went from there? I don't think so. You know, I did the Georgia Baptist stuff and then that, that probably sharpened me up a bit more to, to come on and do stuff with the company. And then, uh, yeah, nope, I think that covers it. Yeah. Well, so that kind of, that kind of sums up the the come up from each other's perspectives mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how those crossovers were were had and um i guess that's it for episode two of nerds with a creative podcast fantastic awesome D- do you have any dumb outro saying like you said you wanted to do um thank you for listening to nerds with a creative podcast the only podcast with less meat than tofu <laughs> goodbye and good night There it is. All right. If I get to do that every time, I will be so happy.